As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome back to another episode of your next favorite movie. I'm your host, Josh G. And today I'm joined by Kyle and Trisha of the My Drunk Movie Theater podcast. Welcome to the show. Hi. I'll just let you, Kyle, you can start, I guess. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your show? All right. Uh, Well, like you said, it's called My Drunk Movie Theater. Just to kind of give you guys an idea of what we do on the show. Trisha and I uh, have been movie theater managers off and on for the past 14 years. And so the show is basically, we share our stories of, of the random ridiculous uh, customers that we had to deal with over the years. Um, we also talk about movie news, things that are going on in, in the theater industry, especially during a pandemic. You know, just try to keep people informed of what's going on while also, you know, keeping ourselves entertained. So. Basically, anytime you've hang out with your nerdy friends, having a drink, talking about all the ridiculous things, that's us. All right. From the perspective of someone in the industry, yeah. so to speak. So tonight, we're going to talk about a movie taking us back to 1985, one that I, I got you two to agree on. <laughs> that was Better Off Dead. Does it ever feel like everyone's got more going than you do? Oops. <laughs> that everyone is smart. So you're Al Myers, kid? Yes, I am. You look pretty stupid to me. Thank you. You say the best skier in town just ran off with your girlfriend? Even your younger brother does better than you do? <laughs> and that nobody even cares? That broke up with me. Oh, that's nice. Well, you might be right. But remember one thing. I haven't even been to New York City. Nobody was ever better off dead. The truth is I can out-ski you any day of the week. Oh, really? Yeah, you want to race, I'll take you on any day, sucker. Go that way, really fast. If something gets in your way, turn. All you need is guts. All right, now turn! I'm going to race. I'm going to lose, and I'm going to die in that order. Go! And you'll never doubt yourself again. He's skiing on one ski! Better off dead. That's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. An abnormal look at a normal teenager. So so when did you guys first see this? Because you don't look old enough. I don't think you saw it when it came out. So. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Uh, Trisha, I'll let you take the lead on that one. Um, I was I was thinking of this the other day because I it took me a while. I could not remember the first time I watched it. But I what I think happened is I went to college in a very small town, and so one of the highlights would be to go to Walmart and dig through the five dollar bin back in the DVD section. And I'm pretty sure because I've always loved John Cusack, so I'm pretty sure it was a five dollar bin find that I dug through, and I was like, oh hey yeah sure let's go with this one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, for me, it was uh, back in high school. My dad randomly threw out the I want my $2 quote at me, to which I looked at him. So back, <laughs> let me backtrack. My dad likes to throw <laughs> movie quotes at me uh, because he knows I can just pick out what movie it is just right out the gate. It's just a stupid game that he plays with me. And I really hate being put on the spot. Uh, so he threw this one at me and I go, 
don't know what the hell that's from. Uh, so anyway, so he goes, you've never seen Better Off Dead? And I go, no, dad, I've never even heard of Better Off Dead. Who's in it? He said, John Cusack. And I said, say no more, fam. I, I got to go find this movie. So immediately go to the local movie gallery, pick up a copy, watched it and uh, immediately fell in love with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> And and for me, uh, I saw this movie for the first time this past weekend. This is one that, <laughs> yes, so, like it's one that's been on the list because there's a couple Savage Steve Holland movies I want to see. I think the other one, it's another Cusack. Is it One Crazy Summer? He did yes, the one that has Bobcat in it. I know it's got Bobcat. The other one does. Okay, so yeah, so I finally. This is another good thing about this is that I'm gonna watch movies that probably some I don't want to watch, but others that I've been meaning to watch, and finally you're forced to take that chance yeah so okay you immediately yeah. fell in love what about you trisha did you immediately fall in love when you found it in that five dollar pile or did it take a while I, I immediately loved it I, I i will say i think it's grown on me even more than once i found friends that also appreciated it and we quoted way too much <laughs> yeah uh case in point we we went to mexico together in a group a couple of years ago and every time somebody says well, where do we go the first answer out of uh mine and trisha's mouths were Go that way, that way. Really, fast. really fast. If something oh, gets in your way, way. turn. turn. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just yep. stupid shit like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, and yeah, I loved seeing Curtis Armstrong pop up in this because, of course, I think of him as Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Right. I didn't even know he was in this movie. But yeah, he was great. Uh, Amanda Wiss, who I think of as Tina from Nightmare on Elm Street, in case you can't tell. Poor guy. I, <laughs> you know what? I, I've been re-watching the Nightmare on Elm Street collection here uh, the past couple weeks and it totally did not click that she was in the first one until oh you... yeah yeah so thank you yep. for that yes absolutely so i'm sure for you two she's beth for me she'll always be tina because that's where I, I see her from so for those that haven't seen the movie just tell a little bit about what it's what it's about just briefly whoever wants to take it uh so at its core it's a it's about teen angst teen love just in its darkest form it it's about a young man uh lane meyer played by john cusack whose girlfriend beth played by amanda west uh who breaks up with him right before he's about to try out for the high school ski team which by the way it, it, only in the 80s did high schools have ski teams right like, I've oh, never heard I of that. agreed so, yeah, yeah as i was watching i was like us uh, high school ski what is this nonsense okay i know i was like is this is this a thing the, yeah, yeah no, really, exactly the 80s were obsessed with skiing and karate and i can't explain it so anyway so yeah so lane meyer is heartbroken and contemplating ending it and almost takes his own life multiple times throughout the movie uh which just leads to hilarious hijinks yeah. trisha would you like to add to that uh, that pretty much sums it up it's all the shenanigans that ensue along the way also his neighbors have a french foreign exchange student that the mom is constantly trying to get to hook up with the son yes and i'm pretty sure that son he looked familiar and i'm pretty sure he plays like the restaurant manager in good burger i'm pretty sure that's who that was do you oh know God. if it is i'm going Could to be this. i'm, I'm almost be. positive he ends up playing the manager of good burger that's hilarious i should have looked that up to make sure but i'll be doing an episode on good burger here soon so i'll be looking <laughs> into it then so okay i don't want to get into too spoilery context in case people haven't seen this i just want to get people's appreciation for it so let's say let's say it would if there was a sequel not now i don't want to say let's do a sequel now that well that has been a popular trend actually to bring them back but what would you have liked to seen in a sequel 
Well, I know we both agreed right off that we don't want a sequel. <laughs> it's very, it's very self-contained. It, it wraps everything up very nicely. Yeah. But one thing we talked about if we had to have a sequel is we thought it would be fun to see Lane as the dad and his son or daughter going through basically something similar and yeah. him having to watch it from that perspective. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. We, uh, we, yeah, we talked about that. My my thought process on a sequel, she's right. It is a self-contained story. I don't know that you could do a true sequel to it without just completely rehashing the entire first movie. Right. Um, so yeah, so the best route I think would be to go and make John Cusack a dad uh, who's watching his son go through this nonsense and never ever comment on <laughs> doing the exact same shit in 85. Right. You know? <laughs> Um, you're doing it wrong. I blew up my neighbor's mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think for us, a, a sequel is just straight up out of the question. We just we just can't fathom it. Really not fond of the idea of a remake or a reboot either, but we did have some ideas on that as well. Okay, oh, good. You, you set me up nicely because that's what I was saying. Okay, so if they do a remake and you got to recast this thing, because I agree, it's hard to recast, especially John Cusack in the 80s. It's hard to recast that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kind of split on who to recast in the uh, in the Lane Meyer role in John Cusack's part. Trisha, I'll let you go first because I think you had the more the more probably popular <laughs> idea. I I kind of liked the idea of Tom Holland because he's he's very charming. He, he he I think he can fill that John Cusack role very well. Be very likable, very charming, but still kind of relate the humor of of everything very well yeah and i and i agree i i tend to lean towards not going uh the most popular route because john cusack was just coming to to stardom when that movie came out so um so that's why i actually lean more towards uh i don't know if you or your listeners have been watching cobra kai but uh the kid that plays miguel zolo maradueña it seems like a nice kid kind of has that same demeanor that cusack has like he could be you know, charming, but also awkward and get thrown into these situations. And I think he would just be a terrific uh, straight man with every chaotic thing going on around him. Uh, I have not watched Kerber Kai yet. My wife's been saying we need I it. Okay. Man, I love Karate Kid. I've been coming back. I want to watch it. And yeah, talking about episodic TV for me these days. It's like, yeah. Uh, if you if you loved Karate Kid, even even the two or three sequels afterwards, they they pay a lot of respect to that original movie, but then also the other the other sequels as well, and keep that instead of skipping over it like yeah. some of these other reboots have done. Right. Actually, tie it into the lore of the show and and run with it. Now that I've gone off track for this show, this is what my drunk movie theater does. So <clears throat> it's okay. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, all right, so yeah, so that's those are our two opposing picks for uh, for Lane Meyer. Then we've got to get into the Curtis Armstrong character because I feel like that's that's the character that's the role that's going to make or break your movie. Because while we yeah. love John Cusack, yes, right, Curtis Armstrong in that flick is hilarious. Yes, I agree. We quote him the most, probably. We do. We I do. We we went back and forth going, you know, well, do we go with somebody who's around high school age or uh, do we go older? And we were sitting there going, oh, Michael Sarah, No, not Michael Sarah. We, we like bounced back and forth with all these different ideas. But then we came upon the perfect one. Okay. And it'd be hilarious because she's old enough to be out of high school. We're going to gender swap it. We're going with our girl, Aubrey Plaza. Oh, nice pick. Picture her on the mountain referring to it like it's a pile of cocaine. <laughs> I can Pure see snow. 
I yeah. like that. I wouldn't have thought of that, but I right. like that pick. It was one of those I wouldn't have thought about it, but once Kyle said it, I was like, "That's it. There's, there's, yeah. there's there, no, no one better." So, and and you can keep making those jokes about how that character is supposed to be out of high school because I think his comment was, you know, I've been here for seven years, and <laughs> yep. let me tell you, Aubrey Plaza, I think, could just deadpan the hell out of that, and it just, I think she could too. I think yeah, she could. Definitely. I yeah. like that pick. Uh, when it came to Monique, we had we had a few options there. We were looking at Kiernan Shipka. Uh, I think we finally settled on Mackenzie Foy because she's mm-hmm. around that high school age. She's got the the look. She's not she's pretty, but she's not like overly unattainable. I guess is is what you would call. And she's got she's got the demeanor as well that I think she could pull that off. Trisha, do you have anything you wanted to add to that? Because I think you're the one who found her. Yeah, I was just scrolling through actresses. And I was like, her, she looks right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, Mackenzie Foy, I'm not familiar with the name. I might uh, she was in The Conjuring. She was in The Twilight Saga. She was their kid. She was the, the last kid? Movie. Yeah. The, the Renesmee or whatever? Yeah. The, okay, the so my non, wife watches The Twilight so The much. non-CGI one. She was also in Interstellar. Yeah. Um, I haven't taken the time to watch Interstellar. I just... Uh, I need to go back and watch it. It's probably it's not one that stuck with me. And the first yeah. first person you said, the Kieran Shipka, that's Sabrina, right? That's the new yes. Sabrina. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's who uh, yeah. And I think I think those were like our two top choices that after we, we got to looking, we went, yeah, I could see them trying to pull off a French accent. Uh, we talked about Haley Steinfeld too, who I think is terrific, but again, kind of like John Cusack, you want somebody a little lesser known, at least at this time, to to fill those roles. Although I will say the more we sit here, the more I kind of like uh, Kieran and Chipka for Beth. Oh, okay. That wouldn't be a bad choice. Uh, I had mentioned Catherine Newton, who was recently in Freaky and uh, Detective Pikachu. I would also pick Beth. Yeah, Supernatural as well. Uh, I would also pick her for Beth or like either Mm -hmm. character, Beth or Monique. She was the lead in Freaky? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That's all Freaky, okay. Yeah. I didn't know her name. I didn't look up her name, okay. Yeah, so, uh, but then we have... We had to get into it, and and as I started thinking, we go, well, obviously we have to cast the dad because David Ogden Stiers, God rest him, is a great part of that movie because, again, straight deadpanning around all the chaos going on around him, dealing with the newspaper boy, breaking out his windows, all that. John Cusack. We, we need to get John Cusack in this movie. He's not in enough stuff this, these days, and that's why we, we went from reboot to sequel. We kind Requel? of... Requel? Requel? Yeah. <laughs> we, we toyed with it. We haven't, we haven't quite decided yet, but we know we want John Cusack as the dad for sure. Yes. But then, oh. but then, and <laughs> this is probably going to upset some people. It's going to make us just laugh because, because it's 2021 and, you know, we're all accepting people of other people's orientations and whatnot. We thought, why not make, make Lane's parents a gay couple? Right. And then we decided who to cast as the other parent. And picture this, if you will, the uh, the French fry scene as they're serving dinner to to French fries. Yes, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> All throughout the movie, just trying to put together these these meals right out of good housekeeping, and they keep turning into disasters. Picture that. I think I love it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I love it. Right. But yeah, so for us, it was just Robert Downey Jr. going, French fries, French dressing, and French bread. Peru. (laughs) Oh, I like it. I like you guys' choices. You guys came ready. I like it. We did. 
And then, Trisha, I'm going to give you this last one because he's your boy and we constantly talk about him on our show. The uh, the teacher that, this will just be a cameo, but the teacher that asks Lane if he can a- take Beth out. We, we, we decided what this movie really needed was a small little cameo from John Mulaney. Okay. So, so he's, he's going to be the teacher that asks if he can date Beth. Now, okay, so I, I don't think I've ever seen John Mulaney in anything like live action. Like, I know his voice because I watch Big Mouth. <laughs> But does he have that? Like, I don't think I've ever looked him up. Does he have that? Like, that that teacher, that's the creepy guy. Like, he was in Ghost. Yes. He has a creepy vibe about him. Does John Mulaney bring that? He no. Can. Okay. No. Generally, but I think he can. Uh, considering okay. that, yeah, considering that over Halloween, we had talked about casting him as Norman Bates in uh, a Psycho remake. He's not really a creepy person by any stretch of the imagination. If you watch his stand-up, he is very much... You know, uh, it sounds like he's from a 1940s, like, Chicago radio show, uh, is the way he sounds. You know his voice. Yes. Um, And that, just his demeanor there. But, like, we can picture him just kind of deadpanning the, by the way, Lane, would you be okay if I took Beth out on a date? And it just, it works. It works on so many different levels. Because he also looks like a child himself. (laughs) Well, I I really like him as the pick for a Norman Bates. I think that works. Right? (laughs) Based on what you're saying, anyway. We did a slasher marathon for Halloween. And at the start of Psycho, Kyle just goes, anyway, John Mulaney could be Norman Bates. You can't unsee it. That whole movie, you're just like, oh my gosh, it's him. Like it really is. It's just it's him. You can't. And then you factor in this this whole running gag that his fans have about him being involved with the death of Pris- Princess Diana. It just it oh. just works. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need to get familiar. If your listeners are Apparently. <laughs> there's this whole gag that he does in his stand-up uh about growing up with uh, both of his parents were attorneys. And so his mom came in the day that uh that princess diana was killed and like barged in and like announced it to him but was very accusatory in her tone and he's just sitting there like what are you looking at me for i was here the entire time (laughs) (laughs) and so it's it's funny because everybody laughs at that bit but then they go well wait a minute you said you were this age and she died at this age and your your stated like official age is like not lining up oh who are you really john you said you were 10 but you were actually this age were you even in wisconsin like you said you were you did it didn't you it's it's a whole ridiculous thing so if you factor that into both these parts you just sit there and go yeah i could see it (laughs) i like it yeah all right so for anyone that hasn't seen Better Off Dead, what, what is your just final argument that, hey, you need to go watch this movie? If you like Napoleon Dynamite, you will love <laughs> Better Off Dead. And I say that because I, I honestly don't care for Napoleon Dynamite. I say, I don't either. I, say, know. I, I, don't. I saw the poster. I had to start That's my wife's start. poster up there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that movie's highly overrated, but. I do too. However, Same. when it comes to being just completely ridiculous and like over the top, while still just deadpanning everything, like Better Off Dead did it first and did it better. Yeah, um, definitely. And I, I, we've got a friend that that comes on our show every so often. She's she's one of the ones that I found in high school that also loved Better Off Dead. Also loves, excuse me, also loves Napoleon Dynamite. To which I've looked at her and said, you know, that's just again, Cusack and Company did it better. So uh, beyond that, if you're, if you have never watched either, I would say if you love John Cusack, if you love just really silly, just deadpan humor, check this one out. Yep. I feel like if you just love 80s movies in general, you'll love it. 
it, it is very 80s super 80s <laughs> i mean again ski team in high school yeah where the hell is that <laughs> happening now granted we live in the midwest there's not a mountain for fucking miles but uh, i apologize for cussing on your show i don't know how you feel about that but uh there, there, there's one ski resort within reasonable distance to us barely counts <laughs> It's I live like in the a, south. If it, we have flurries, <laughs> the whole town shuts down. So yeah. <laughs> I have nothing. I know nothing about this. You, you would have lost your mind here last week, then. Yeah, no joke. Half I inch of ice spent, followed by four inches of snow. I spent the holiday in uh, Pennsylvania. That's where my wife's from, and we had six inches up there. It's just when I go up there, I get up there, park the car, and I'm like, all right, anywhere else we go, you're driving because I don't yeah. drive. <laughs> yep. Yeah um but yeah that's that's really the, about the be- the the most we could say to get you to watch is just if you love deadpan humor if you love the 80s if you love skiing if you love booger <laughs> if you love john Cusack, it's you go. it's dark humor but it's not over the top dark humor it's not it's not the situations are are funnier than than they probably should be and it's not it's not an overly dramatic well i'm going to just kill myself i mean he, he does like cusack yeah. in the movie like sit there and really debates whether or not he's actually going to do it right um and that's that's why we said we, we don't know that we do a sequel these days because i don't know that you can really make those jokes like you used to back then either i agree they would have yeah i think they'd have to change that up and I'll just add, if, if you think you've seen all the 80s comedies and this someone somehow missed your radar, check it out. Because I've seen a lot of 80s comedies, but I don't know why. This is a very under-the-radar one. Yeah, 80s Cusack, I haven't seen a lot of. Like, I've never even seen Say Anything, and I think that's just intentional more than... <laughs> but... Wow. <laughs> no, right? Wow. I know the image, the iconic image, but I've never sat and watched it. But I think I need to get on more of these, so... Yeah. We've had Cusack marathons. There you go. Like, we literally got together and watched, like, three or four John Cusack movies in a row. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's all over the map because it would be like say anything and better off dead and then we jump to gross point blank and con air or identity or any number of these yep. movies this guy's put out say anything we actually went to a q a what was that trisha last year i think so uh well last year i say last year it was like last decade because it was definitely 2019 and that feels like a millennia ago yes yes um, but yeah, we, uh, they actually played it here as a special event that they played at one of our, our theaters here in Kansas city where he actually did a Q and a afterwards. And he was great because he had to deal with this fangirl, <laughs> this fangirl moderator asking him all these silly questions that nobody there is going, why are you asking about that? <laughs> so we actually got to meet, uh, Cusack at, uh, our local comic-con and he's one of those dudes that unless you start a conversation with him he's not really talkative dude so like if, if this this girl was just fangirling over him the whole time so you could even tell that he was uncomfortable and trying to be polite and you know do his thing but it was just no just just talk about the movie you don't just fangirl over him that's that no one wants that we ended up actually have leaving early we did because we just couldn't deal with it anymore yeah all right so i think we're gonna wrap this episode up so why don't you tell everybody where they can find you where they can find the show all right so you can find my drunk movie theater on just about any podcast listening app you can think have think of apple spotify uh amazon music we're now on there iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Stitcher. uh, There's a bunch of them. Go to our link tree, linktr.ee slash mdmt. That will have every possible available 
station that you can find us on. You can also find our merchandise store if you'd like to buy some gear. Let everybody know you're you're supporting uh, the the poor sorry saps who work in the theater industry who aren't getting to go back to work full time like we'd like to. So, uh, well, yeah, that's that's a good way to help us out. But definitely go. What you say, Trisha? I said one of us. I am back full time. One of us. You are back <laughs> full time. I'm stuck at the DMV until then. Uh, but yeah, definitely go out, check out our show, uh, leave us a review, feel free to interact with us on Twitter as well, uh, at drunk underscore theater. We love talking to, to, to listeners and, and all that. So definitely most active on Twitter. We are definitely most active on Twitter. So that'll do it. And I will follow that up with, I am also most active on Twitter. You can follow the show at YNF movie pod, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we should be on all the podcast platforms as well So follow us, reach out. They love to interact. I know I love to interact. Mm-hmm. So check back next week. I have a new guest with a completely different movie. And who knows? It may be your next favorite movie. You guys take care. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.